Hi, Sophia. Hi, Maya. <laughs> okay, so welcome to episode five of Crushing. Honored to be here. <laughs> um, so you guys, just so you know, Sophia is currently my roommate and we met last year in an elevator and she's been like my bestest friend at UCLA so I'm so delighted to have her on the show. Yeah I love that we met in an elevator. Yeah. I'll remember our meeting for the rest of my life so (laughs) (laughs) very excited to be here. Yeah awesome so so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh to get started. For sure so I uh, I am a sophomore, just like Maya. We actually met at freshman orientation. So I have known this girl for quite a while, about as long as one can know someone in college. Um, so it's true. I, um, I grew up in the UK, mm-hmm. London to be specifically, mm-hmm. to be specific. And I, my family now lives in Chicago, um, the Northern suburbs of Chicago. So I am very excited to be in LA, the warm weather. I get I live with a surfer, like I'm living yes. the lifestyle. Oh, Sophia's also in ROTC, which yes. is like super awesome. I am in ROTC. I I uh, I think I fall under a unique trope of kind kind of this like masculine energy, but in this like smaller, very like blonde feminine figure that you wouldn't expect does you know is in the military and if anyone doesn't know what rotc is um look it up i don't really feel like explaining yeah look it up mofos (laughs) all right um so to start things off let's play bald by how do you pronounce that jpeg mafia jpeg mafia this is actually a new song um that i came across my roommate katrina who was actually verified on spotify put me on it i'd heard it once or twice before but um i'm kind of obsessed with it now yeah all right here it goes yeah. Fuck that. Whoa. Uh. Fuck that bitch. I changed the plan. Switch my style like I switch hands. Block the witness. Take the stand. Fuck out the way, bitch. Back it up. Shit better get played in the palace. I can't treat niggas like big deals. Why put up in front? I'm callous. Ball. I look like Ray Allen. Yeah. These niggas make beats on big wheels. Your vibes is not a challenge. Nah. Boy, you can't rap for shit. Shut up with us, me with talent. Hairline blue got these balance. Ball. Uh, look, I'm cashing out. Young Darby, I'm tagging it. They gon' bring your casket out. I hope that you fit in it. Ooh, what you doing, gang? I get caught with no gas. You niggas just got no pride. It'll give you no slack. For real. Off the ground, switch my style like I switch hands. Going to war in foreign land. Fuck out the way, bitch. Back it up. Shit better get played the palace. Wait. Uh, I can't treat niggas like big deals. These toys don't come with no kids' meal. Been there, done that, done seen it. Now my girl, but I'm fucking like she is. To be fucking up my lyrics on genius. And these pussy ass critics repeat it. Been the same since Eve Stevens. Y'all niggas switch like the seasons. Y'all lives ain't got no meaning. And them deals ain't got no freedom. I can't just live it and leave it. Guys making a ribbon of need it. Huh? You can't beat your kid cause you spent that shit on your car. Bro. Take my hands, I'm going over squares like a VCR. Huh? Ball. Oh, my God. 
have just heard Bald by JPEG Mafia. Um, so, okay, guys. So, just so you guys know, Sophia and I, today, Sophia took me to the gym. <laughs> and it was really funny because I just could not lift the weights. Well, I don't know why, but I expected Maya to be this person that had lifted before just because she and I work out a lot, you know, at separate times. But And she surfs, obviously, and she's like this big, strong, not big, but strong person. <laughs> so I just assumed that she had lifted before. And I, I there's a little private gym area that only ROTC people are allowed in. Um, so, you know, don't tell anyone that I brought Maya, but I brought her and we lifted for the first time and it was funny because actually my lieutenant colonel, <laughs> basically my boss, was there in the gym and he was giving her tips on how to squat, yeah. which was very he was entertaining. Like, stick your ass out. Yes, that is that is the word. what he said to me and I was like, yes, sir. I yes, just, sir. Uh, yeah. So guys, if you ever need tips on how to squat, um, you know who to call, Lieutenant Tur Colonel Toms. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there or you me. go. You can call me too. And and so Miss Sophia. Yes, yes. Yes. Um okay. So as you know, Sophia, this podcast explores crushes as mirrors. So along those lines, can you think of someone that has helped you see yourself more and has helped you just like learn and grow as a person? You know, it's funny because I feel like of all the people in my life, I talk to crushes and men with you the most out of everyone you know mm -hmm. and so when I think about crushes in general I kind of I kind of think of it think of it uh as two different categories yeah you have the attainable crushes and then you have the yes. unattainable yes. and that's how it works for me and <laughs> I was really lucky enough um to in high school have both of those I think a lot of people tend to only have unattainable crushes maybe because mm -hmm. they're shy or they're not in the right setting, you know, they all go to an all-girls Catholic school or something like that. Like, I was in a good setting for, you know, dating and, you know, figuring out things in my life. Yeah. So, without naming names, I probably learned the most from, honestly, <laughs> I probably learned the most from my most recent um, relationship just mm -hmm. because it was long distance yeah. for most of it. And, yeah. um, you know... I don't really think of it as a mistake going long distance. It was really tough, mm -hmm. um, especially since we didn't know, we weren't dating very long before deciding to go long distance. Right. And it was definitely, you know, I think we decided to do distance when we were still in the honeymoon phase. Right. And then we hit distance and we had very different communication styles. And that has, you know, that was the biggest yeah, issue. Yeah, the communication thing, I yeah. remember you talking about a lot. Yeah, I and complained it, about it a lot. Yeah. And there were no other issues, but, mm -hmm. and I, I think I learned from that, that I really value communication. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I really value a, a transparency. Mm -hmm. And people, I'm, you know, I'm fine with if people want to save their emotions for a specific time and place. Right. You don't need to be open and honest all the time. Right. But you know, send me send me a text yeah. once a day, FaceTime me once a week. Yeah, you know that's all I ask for. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I totally get learned, that because I just feel like when people don't tell me what they're thinking, I really struggle. Exactly. It's hard to to read their mind. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and that's really important in a relationship, and it's also super important in friendships too. Like yes, and life really like being able to 
honestly communicate about your intentions and your thoughts gets you pretty far. It's also about having the same or similar communication styles. Yes. You see this all the time. You see people with who one person is really passive aggressive and one and another person is just passive and they just they 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 never know what's going on in the other person's life yeah. because they don't have the same mindset when it comes to communication. For sure. I'm probably one of the most like openly communicative person people Mm-hmm. in the world like if I if I am thinking about something and I process emotions very quickly so yeah. if I'm feeling a certain type of way I can pretty easily explain what right. I'm feeling and so I really yeah. value when other people can do that too or when people are willing to at least try to have a conversation about totally how feeling. totally and I feel like that's something I really admire about you like your ability to just identify your feelings and ex- and explain them because for me um emotions really just hit me like a truck I go from zero to 100 and I but I I'm, appreciate that about you too because then I at least know what you're feeling I never have to guess yeah <laughs> like it's, uh, it's, and um, sometimes I don't know like Sophia know. knows it's gonna happen before me oh god like whatever like this whole like thing recently happened and <laughs> Sophia was like here we go with the stages first I'm like, like I'm fine it's okay I'm, like, I'm fine I'm it's gonna be great I'm okay <laughs> and then I'm like I'm angry I'm angry I'm angry and then I'm like I'm sad I feel I'm like sad. the stages of grief can just be applied to literally every situation that one goes through especially yeah. someone like you who I feel like it helps you in the sense that you kind of can expect what you're gonna feel next, and even if you it's it's kind of a late reaction. Yeah, you you can at least identify it at one point, and that that's great. And you don't I don't think you overreact. You know I think when thing when you when things hit you they hit you, and it's it's almost surprising for me when I'm feeling something. It's never surprising. Yeah, I always can name why. I can usually predict like how I'm going to feel in the mm-hmm. future. I mean, I recently went through something really uh, shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure if I can swear on this, but I went through a pretty crappy situation. And that was it was the first time that I didn't really know how I was going to feel because yeah. it, was, it was it was something that I, like, didn't think I would uh-huh. Ever, uh-huh. ever have to deal with, at yeah. least in the next, in my college experience. For sure. So... I, you know, the more you know, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah, true. And, like, the like I feel like when you go through something challenging, you really learn about how you as a person handle that struggle. Like, Completely. you're really learning so much about yourself and your emotions and how you process things. Um, but we talked a little bit about um, passive aggressiveness. So uh, why don't we hear this Cold War song by Cautious Clay? Great transition. Yeah, let's talk about that missile crisis. <laughs> oh, God. Let's talk yes. about the arms race. This song is is about the Cold War. Yes. Kidding. It's by Cautious Clay, <laughs> one of my favorite artists. Um, he put out a new EP. Go check it out. Cautious Clay. All right, here we go. Yellow tinted lenses in a pink gelato Falling out the window, hit me back tomorrow Will always be the one tough fact to follow Cause we aiming for the stars with a painting holler Feeling these songs like a drunk 
Cautious Clay, and I'm back with Sophia. Um, So, Sophia brought something up, I think, initially when we just started talking about attainable crushes versus unattainable crushes, and I think this is just going to be, like, a really interesting topic for you guys to hear me and her explore because um, we both had, like, really different high school experiences, like, in regards to, like, boyfriends. Sophia had three, two or three? Four. Sophia had four boyfriends? Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Sophia really got around. Yeah. Sophia's had four boyfriends and I've had zero boyfriends. Um, and so I think that really just changes the way that we approach dating because Sophia has this like patience and just like <laughs> knows that good men are going to come around. I also around. have a criteria. Yes. Like a very. She has experience. <laughs> I know what I what bothers me and what doesn't bother me and also what I work well with in in a relationship I think you got to figure out not only what you like mm-hmm. but 
what is good and bad about yourself in a relationship. Yes. And you can't, you don't know that until you've experienced yeah. relationships and yeah. experienced dating different types mm-hmm. of people as well. Mm-hmm. And we talk about this a lot where it's like, I'm super anxious to just like rack up as many men as possible. And <laughs> I have no patience to wait for a good one to come around because I just, it just hasn't happened for me yet. Yeah. And whereas Sophia has like built up sort of like a repertoire of like, things that she looks for in a guy like one thing that's really important to Sophia is like making good conversation Mm. and the banter the banter exactly (laughs) and like I so I went on a date last night and the banter was the there was bad conversation and it affected and I would have left yeah Sophia would have left I stuck with it and I shouldn't have stuck with it because it made it like not that fun to be honest I think people really under I mean it sounds really cringy when you say, oh my god, I, I, I really care about personality more than looks, but I really do think people underestimate uh, the way you talk to someone and how that impacts your, the way, like, how hot or how attractive they come across. I You know, obviously for some people, dry conversation is fine, mm-hmm. but I think those people are the minority for sure. Oh, yeah. And um, I think it, it's, like, the best thing in the world when you meet someone that has the same banter that you do and even if that's like just being incredibly honest all right. the time that's great yes I think it's interesting because I guess like this year with the help of Sophia and also just like having gone through it myself like I've just realized that personality is more important to me than I wanted to admit or than that I thought it was and I think it just so happened that some of the people that I'd like hooked up with earlier this year I just happened to like their personality yeah. And so I thought, like, oh, well, like, personality doesn't matter. But, like, now I'm realizing, oh, no, it actually does matter. I just had gotten lucky. And we talked about it this morning. But I think something that you have to consider is that balance, right? I think a lot of people are like, oh, you either take personality over looks or looks over personality. And Maya and I were actually talking about this this morning because I think she was coming to this, like, point of no return where she was like, holy shit, like, do I have to lower my standards in order to find someone with a good person? Like, no, you just got to find the people that, because the other thing too is a good personality makes someone so much more attractive. Totally. Nine times out of 10. Totally. Because and, yeah, we talked about this too this morning. Like you can just get the ick with somebody who's the so ick. hot yes. so easily because they have a terrible personality. Like yeah. I'm talking to this guy yesterday He's talking to me about how he's, like, a good surfer. I ask him how long he's been surfing for. He tells me he's been surfing for a year. I'm like, well, duh. Like, you're not, like, clearly you're not that good if you've been surfing for a year. I'm like, so what board do you ride? He tells me he rides a 5'6 shortboard. I'm like, oh my God. sir, sir, I'm 5'6. I've been surfing for almost 10 years. I cannot get up on a 5'6 surfboard. And I say to him, I'm like, bro, like, I'm cringing at you right now. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah. I, I, are. I, like, I, I'm not trying to say that, like, I'm better than you. I'm like, yes, like, I, I'm not threatened by you. No. I'm, I'm not, I'm not threatened. Like, stop being defensive. And is it fair to say the ick part wasn't necessarily him talking about surfing, but it was when he got exactly. really defensive about. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. the same thing for me, you know, like, I'm a girl who loves to tease mm-hmm. and, like, banters about, and I, I've, we've thrown that word around a lot, but it truly yeah. encapsulates exactly yeah. what I need. Totally. I don't want someone to, like, gas me up. I don't want someone gassing me up no. 24-7. No, Put me down. Kick me to the yeah. ground with your words, Yeah, obviously. I feel like also, like, you know what I think <laughs> it is? It's like, I hate the whole, like, 
um like comp like really aggressive complimenting of women because no I feel like does. there's this conception that like women like need we need men's compliments to feel better it's like I think you look so beautiful I think you look like a model it's like I don't want you to tell me those things like just treat me like a human being like don't just see me for these superficial ass like these superficial things that you think like I need to be pitied for because you think I don't think highly of myself there's also a time and a place like obviously I I think it's great when men sincerely compliment women yeah I think that's amazing I think the issue is when men use compliments uh as a way of insincerely trying to get laid like you're just gassing a girl up for for the sole purpose of trying to have sex with her or trying to trying to get there with her and you're not being super sincere and you know some women love to be complimented Mm -hmm. with like were big words like you're beautiful like i'm gonna marry you someday personally i hate that and that's issue that is an issue that runs deep like that that definitely is uh we both hate that we both hate that yeah and i'm sure there's like a shitty reason for why we're that way yeah but you know, obviously I don't want someone to, like, say I'm the worst human being on the planet. Yeah. But, you know, a nice, like, a, some clever, yeah. clever, um, Like, show me your love in a different way. Like, yeah. tell me, I don't know, tell me you think, like... Roast me, dude. Yeah. Like, Sophia would probably <laughs> love if a guy was like, yo, like, I think what you do with ROTC, like, that's so sexy. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, that's an awesome compliment because you're seeing her for something that she's really passionate about. It's also rare. <laughs> yeah, it, like is, it is rare. We, I, it's um, like, we, we have to expect the uh, the minimum from men. ROTC uh, is not necessarily a, a yes. big turn on, I think, so. men. <laughs> I don't so. know. These two bras came up in our house and they were like, oh, that's so sexy that you do that. Yeah, they haven't seen me in my uniform. I think they would change I don't know, guys. She looks pretty hot in her uniform, <laughs> yeah. so uh, just keep your yeah. eyes peeled. Okay. Um, But, like, okay, I kind of think that, um, I, I mean, I mean, I... I like to be teased a little bit. I like, I don't, but you also don't like it when guys are like sarcastic. Yeah. I don't like sarcasm because I, it confuses me because I'm too sensitive for sarcasm. I can't handle it. I'm just like, are are you lying? Are you being honest? I think you just, you like guys that are really decisive and honest and like transparent about how they feel about you. Mm -hmm. If they think you're sexy, say you're sexy. Yes. If they want to have, if they want to have sex with you, Fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, she likes, like, she likes... It, being decisive is totally a personality trait. Mm-hmm. And I think men and women both really do well having that as a trait. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Libra, and apparently that means I'm supposed to be indecisive. But no. She's I, not. I, 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 I feel like... <laughs> yeah, I'm a Virgo, just so y'all know. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. No, I astrology. <laughs> Don't believe in it. I'm like one of the, I'm the 1%. I, I not, believe in it. I believe in it just yes. because I'm, I'm just like a Virgo through and through. She does encapsulate um, a Virgo. That is for sure. Yeah, I feel that way. I also just think that like, I have this thing where like, I like men who like, don't necessarily show me that they like me or they're really mixed with their signals because it's like this chase. Yeah. It's like. I could never, they're never actually attainable. And I totally believe that that is because you have not reached a point of where the chase is done. Like you you haven't, you haven't finished the race Mm -hmm. ever. Like Mm -hmm. it's, then finishing the race in my eyes is, you know, committing and, you know, being girlfriend and boyfriend. Right. I think that is, that is kind of, I mean, 
sure, you can still have some, I, I don't think you should have some back and forth in a relationship. Like, that sounds really shitty. You have to, because then that's when you become just, like, that's when the trust starts to yeah, go away. Yeah, Um. So I think that is, and, and going back to, like, the unattainable versus attainable, there is something very appealing about unattainable crushes. Yes. Because you can kind of, it's kind of like a fantasy in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, when I think of my unattainable crushes, it's, like, the hottest guys in school, like, the quarterback. Yeah. And honestly, like, I think a lot of people have and continue to have unattainable crushes even when they're dating someone. Totally. Or, or trying to seek out an attainable crush. I think mm-hmm. they there's, like, a... There should be, like, a healthy balance between yeah. the two. Yeah, I feel like there's this, but there's also, like, this trope that's ingrained in us from when we're super young as women that we're gonna have that Cinderella story and that somebody yeah. is just magically gonna come around one day and sweep us off our feet. And, and profess it's just, their love to exactly, you. Exactly. Th- yeah. That's, like, a fantastical version of, like, some kind of fake so story that just isn't true. Like, yeah. and I've honestly, like, had to, like, really consider like who I have crushes on because I often just fixate on people that fit into that fantastical trope like there's like almost like maybe there's like a five percent chance that it would actually work and then I'm devastated when it doesn't work out but like yeah it's actually weird I think I was thinking about this the other day you have a very odd like uh juxtaposition between how you have such high hopes for so many um things that you have with other people I think friendships Mm -hmm. and more than friendships with with guys Mm -hmm. but on the other hand you have this deep deep fear of losing that person and so you put up these walls and it's like you can't have both (laughs) you can't you can't yeah no you can't high hopes but then completely close yourself off exactly to 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 any feelings and guys so i did a thing okay (laughs) where i i open communication up with somebody, which I realized in my life, I have never put myself out there. Yeah. I have never put myself out there with somebody and show them that I care about them and that I want to see them. And it was terrifying. I'm literally, I was literally on the floor of yes. Sophia's room shaking. I, I was actually the one that texted Sophia <laughs> had to text the person. I, guys, I was at a cafe trying to get my homework done. Okay. I could not get it done. I had to come home. Take a poop. Take a poop. And then Sophia <laughs> took my phone and texted them. Yes. And it was it was hard. It was incredibly hard because I have, like, a very physical reaction to, like, when I feel yeah. anxious and nervous. <laughs> but today I'm okay. Yeah. Today I'm okay. And I went on a fucking date last night. Yes. So the, it turned yeah. The world turns. You didn't. I, I like that you in the you didn't push away any unwelcome emotions, like you just let, you kind of let it all um, happen, mm-hmm. and it was shitty when it was happening. But you know you got through it, and um, here you are, yeah, better here we and stronger are. for it. And like, there's still potential there, yeah. but yeah, well, moving on to bigger and better. things. Moving on to bigger and better things, but like sometimes you still kind of like wish we had a history. The, uh, yeah. Oh. 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 oh wait, is, is that one of the songs, Sophia, <laughs> oh, that we're going to play? Yeah, so we're about to play um, a great song, and I, I warn any of you that, um, you know, wanted history with someone and just didn't get it. Like, this this song cuts deep, and I, I, this is honestly one of my favorite songs of all time. I found it a couple years ago. It's by Bexy. It's called Wish We Had History. 
Um, and it reminds me of a, of a time, <laughs> of a time in my life that we shall not name. All right, uh, let's hear it. What if he means more cause he's just been there longer than I ever thought he would? Pick my puzzle board, knows the rocks my core Show you with someone like that But he's just no longer around And you seem better than he was We've got history, man We've got history but with us it's missing what we had History You and me wish we had History You and me wish we Should've plucked him out by now Feel like I'm betraying Bet she's hip and slept him When will this mistake about? But he's just no longer around But still seeps back into my mind We've got history Man We've got history by Bexy. Wow, that really brought me to another place. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Whoa. Whoa. Um, 
So, yeah, like, speaking of his, like, wishing you had something with somebody, like, Soph and I talk a lot. I mean, like, for me, like, I have a lot of crushes on my friends, which makes me, like, really, like, wishful that I, whatever, that I've, like, and I'm frustrated that I've been friend-zoned and stuff like that. But, like, on the other hand, Sophia has had actually a lot of boyfriends that she started yeah, out, I, like, being friends with. Yeah, it's interesting. When I think back on high school, I, again, was really lucky because I was in a friend group with guys and girls. Mm-hmm. And, of course, because, unfortunately, friend groups in high school are super incestual, just generally, especially, it like, if boys and girls are involved. Yeah. And I did end up dating... Um, Three of the guys I dated in high school, I was really good friends with yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, my most recent relationship was the first time mm-hmm. I, I dated someone right. that I didn't totally. know yeah. for a long time. Uh-huh. So I, you could say it's like a success story, but I also think it's partly I have trouble saying no to people. And that sounds really <laughs> bad because it's not like they were these guys were pushing themselves onto me and Uh I was like oh I can't say no Uh it's the fact that when I know someone likes me Uh like that yeah it's it's such a nice feeling yeah and I would say you know how did you like find out that they liked you that's a great question I think I it's actually funny because I of my relationships in high school one of them is you there's only one of them that truly like stands out to me and is like that was really intense Mm -hmm. and it taught me a lot about Mm -hmm. myself I have so much love for all of the people I dated in high school um but one of them in particular and it's because he was so unattainable for most of high school it was this guy that I was best best friends with he was actually really best he was best friends with the first guy I dated my freshman year Mm -hmm. for a month and a half um not to flex but um he was really good friends with him and then he wasn't and then he was really good friends with one of my other mm-hmm. exes, and then he yeah. wasn't. So, you know, no sus stuff. But we ended, up, we ended up hooking up for the first time at prom when we had both gone with different people. Yeah. And, it, it you know, it it ended up working out really well. Um, and I, I don't know. It, and the, I, the reason I say it was unattainable for so long is because I saw him as my best friend for so long, and uh-huh. then when I started having a crush on him, I was like, there's no way he could like me back. Right. He thinks of me as a best friend. Right. He knows me. It's hard to imagine when someone knows you that well, mm-hmm. they can see you as this, like, attractive, you know, female. And I had a lot of insecurities in high school, and I, I felt that if someone knew me that well, they could never, yeah. like find me hot if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and then he did and then we dated dated kind of for a year I mean Mm -hmm. we weren't we were only official for like 10 days which we won't talk about I think like your like whole prom story that does give me hope that there's like some magic left you know that like maybe one day I'll like happen upon some kind of like fantastical scenario but um the other thing too Maya is like when you know you kind of know and it's it's hard. I feel like with, with dating apps to ever have that feeling, that chemistry that you yeah. get from being friends with someone first, or working with someone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or just being alongside someone for a long periods uh, periods of time, and then you you can feel the chemistry, and you just have to assume it goes both ways because. A, yeah. Like you know, there on crushes that aren't mutual exist. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, everyone has them. But when you work that closely with someone, I think it's hard to miss the signs. And yeah, you can convince yourself mm-hmm. they're not there, but in general... I almost think that I have trouble seeing 
when other people are interested in me. Like, I feel like I just, I think I, I am so focused on just maybe, like, I have a hard time being in the moment because I, I, like, think about the future a lot. And so I think that, like, it you idealize over my head too. and I idealize, yeah. yeah. So I think when it's real, I, I'm oftentimes not paying attention to it. So I have to, like, actively, like, reprogram myself to be more aware, I think, of what's going on. I think it's also fair when, when something doesn't work out the way you want it to, it's so easy from then on to just assume things are not going the way that you want them to. Like, yeah. you have, um, I, <laughs> I, I have had crushes on people that I thought they must like me back. And then I, you know, I, I come to the conclusion that they don't, and it makes any new prospect so much weirder. Like, I literally, guys... <laughs> My the person I most recently dated, if you're listening to this, what's up? Um, he literally I invited him to my house right because my parents and my sisters one. were not home. God, I hope they don't hear this for family. Anyway, I invited him over to, to to stay the night, and I still I still got guys. I still assumed he couldn't like me, even though he came to my house. We baked cookies together. We got to know one another. It was great. And we didn't even, like, kiss until, like, so one in the like, morning. He must not like me. Yeah, I was... But he's in my house late at night making yeah. cookies. What dude wants to come make I fucking know. cookies? I just... Well, you know what, Maya? <laughs> they want to make cookies with me, all right? Well, so, with you, but, yeah. like, they want to do other things, too. I know, and it was so fucking dumb. One of the dumbest things I think I've ever done, and it... But it's like that. That was, like, the opposite. It was yeah. like the, the signs are so clear. So just accept it and, and throw yourself out there. Man, do I have a lot of respect for guys now that that put themselves out there all the time and get rejected mm-hmm. half of the time. You guys, I shot my shot at this party. <laughs> I just whooped. And it's fucking and, uh, pain. it's it was, painful. It was painful. So I and I I have a deep deep fear of rejection. Like it, it runs deep. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, most people do, but I think yeah. I think most people that have success in dating are willing to kind of face that fear and I'm not quite there yet I'm okay with like waiting until someone Mm. likes me yeah whereas I could totally put myself out there more Uh uh-huh and not get friends I'm just like I'm just like fucking throw throw the baseballs at me here I am with my batting average of zero just fucking hitting trying to hit these baseballs like I mean I think some it's interesting one something that we do have in common is like we intentionally put ourselves in the friend zone yeah sometimes because especially with me I because I'm in of ROTC and because of like my masculine energy or Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it my deep Mm -hmm. voice Mm -hmm. whatever I have a lot of guy friends, you know, and I, I value girls and I value my girl and my guy friends equally, but it is interesting because when I, when I, when I get to know a, a guy and I'm like, oh, he seems cool. Yeah. I very intentionally put myself in the friend zone just because hmm. in many ways I'd rather be friends with a guy than date him and lose him forever. Yeah. I, I really think I that think, that is true for a lot of people I think, as well. like, for me, I kind of have, like, a timing issue with the friend zone. Like, in the beginning, if somebody feels, like incredibly unattainable because I'm so afraid of when I really like someone I get very afraid to put it all out there and I think that honestly like when I reflect I think that I just like kind of missed a window and then you're like too far in the friend zone it's like 
maybe if for like the first kind of couple months that I knew this person, if I told them how I felt, you right. know. And it's I, hard not to think yeah, that Yeah, exactly. Way. And it's also kind of like, oh, like, but like, and also like, if you do put yourself out there, then it's kind of over and done with and you don't have this extending right. long crush where you're like and friends you, with oh, somebody. And you hear those like don't know. horror stories of like girls or guys being like, oh, I like you, and the other person being like, oh, I, I want to be friends, and then you guys will never have the same friend friendship Exactly, exactly. I mean, I'm only really good friends with one of my exes. Mm-hmm. I wish I could be friends with all of them, just because that's the type of yeah. person that I am. I'm, yeah. really, I'm really bad mm-hmm. at letting people out mm-hmm. of, like, even, yeah, I'm really bad at, you know, cutting people out yes, of my life. Yes, me too. We both, <laughs> I'm really bad I, at it. Like, I, um, well... I, I like rarely struggle to be friends with people that I like. It's exhausting for me because I like them so much. And I, when I like someone deeply, like I would do anything for them. Like, honestly, like they're my, like when I like someone, when I'm friends with someone, like they're my person, like Mm -hmm. I, I'm not gonna let them go. Like I really care deeply for them. And then, but the thing is for me, if that's with a friend who doesn't like me back and it's not reciprocated, it becomes exhausting because yeah. I'm not receiving anything. I'm just giving and giving myself. Well, and it's probably even more exhausting if, if you haven't professed your feelings. Yeah, because they don't even, maybe yeah. they don't even know. And that's probably, I think that's like more painful. Honestly, I'm, if I have feelings for someone nine times out of ten, I'm either going to very very like I'm gonna work to get over it yeah or I'm going to tell them how I feel just because god feeling some type of way and not telling some that person about it is yeah so painful like now that I've experienced that Mm -hmm. like guys I've been sitting on a crush for years years (laughs) and sitting on that crush sitting on it just sitting on this crush and like I I don't I'm never doing it again like, no. sorry, next time I like you, like, I'm just gonna fucking shout it from the rooftops because it's exhausting holding in your feelings. Yeah. And then they get a girlfriend and then you can't say anything. And I think yeah. guys, guys and girls go through this equally. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I wish, I wish rejection was more normal, I think, for girls mm-hmm. and guys. Yeah. I think no matter who you are, a rejection is gonna hurt. Like, I, I was so proud of the fact that I had never been broken up with. Uh-huh. Breaker of men. I, I I have a hat that says breaker of men on it that I did not make for myself, guys. Someone else made it for me, okay? <laughs> and that was my that was a nickname I had in high yeah, school because I yeah. broke up with four men and I used to take pride four. in that. Yes. And now looking back after I've been broken up with, mm-hmm. um, I hate that that is yeah. what I took pride in because yeah. that is so insensitive to all the guys I broke up with uh-huh. that actually were serious. Like, I was never that upset after any of my mm-hmm. breakups because I had serious commitment issues in high yeah. school. And it makes sense that You're I was broken up with in the most recent one because my commitment issues just didn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. absolutely fine with committing and... Yeah, so now that I have yeah. been broken up with, even though it was mm-hmm. it was more like the situation was bad yeah. and distance and whatever, yeah. it's still really, I feel really bad about, you know, taking pride yeah. in that. You know what, I want to talk a little bit more about rejection, but let's take a break and listen to You Know I'm No Good by Amy Winehouse. Oh my god, imagine. That'd actually be kind of funny.
Okay, guys, you just heard You Know I'm No Good by Amy Winehouse, and I'm back with Sophia. She's a classic, always. Woo! Um, so we just wanted to circle back to, like, the theme of rejection, because I think that especially with dating apps and, like, social media's prevalence right now, um, like, obviously there's that whole issue of ghosting people and like ghosting as a form of rejection um and i think that you know just to go back to what we were talking about earlier with communication like i personally feel like ghosting makes me feel really anxious because i'd rather just know like are you interested or are you not interested 100%. and having to toggle in my mind with this idea of oh did they just forget is really frustrating no that's completely it and that's why i i i've never ghosted anyone and i i hope that i never will mm-hmm. just because i can't imagine how terrible it would feel to truly be ghosted by someone that I care that I care about. You know, if it's just a random person you met on a dating app, that's something. Yeah. But the not knowing, not having the closure is wow, um shitty to say the least. Yeah. So I would way prefer so knowing how I would feel in that situation, I'm not going to I'm not going to put someone through that. Right. I understand that ghosting is easy. Mm-hmm. I get it. But honestly, isn't sending one text being like, hey, sorry, not in the place to to do this thing with you right now is just as easy, if not easier, because then you don't have to deal with them texting you back yeah, or texting you wondering what's happening and, you know, possibly blocking you because they're mad that you yeah. ghosted them, you know? For sure. And like, I mean, I usually just take, when I get ghosted, I just take that as an immediate rejection because- yeah. Like, I will not be double texting people. Like, if they don't respond to me, you know, that's it. But, like, just, like, to just put it out there, like, I, you know, I think that if you go somebody and you just, for it's because you forgot, like, that's really your loss. Like, you should be, you know, apologizing for forgetting to respond. Yeah, and that's the tough part is when you are ghosted, you, you don't know if it's, like, happened cir- circumstance. You don't know mm-hmm. if they really don't like you or if something happened in their lives where, yes. like, I had to quit, like, <laughs> I'm on Hinge, guys. Um, so is on Hinge. <laughs> I will say with the dating app thing, I have been hypocritical in the past just because I have always had this, like, I've always had this distaste for dating apps just and I, I don't have distaste for people that are on dating apps because everyone is on has been on a dating app pretty much mm-hmm. it's more that I feel like I'm taking the easy way out by getting on a dating app because I've always had success ish with organically meeting people and mm-hmm. dating them that way mm-hmm. but I you know and obviously statistically it's rare for people to meet like the loves of their lives through dating apps and so i look at that and i'm like why would i join a dating app but then you forget about all the other statistics of like having fun with people meeting people meeting people right. through people that you meet through dating apps for sure so now I'm I, on mean, <laughs> I look at dating apps personally i just look at it as, as networking like i'm like 100 oh, here and maya honestly has helped me a lot in that in that realm of just like i'm seeing someone that has had success on dating apps but has also you know had some like annoying annoyances on dating apps but she's still on it so clearly the 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 good outweighs the bad yeah and i think everyone I, is allowed to like totally. have that like 
go back and forth on dating mm-hmm. apps because I'm sure it can get boring. Yeah. And I think at the same time that ghosting sucks, you know, you have to keep in mind if you're on a dating app that it's not that serious. Like, taking a dating app too seriously, I think, is a mistake that I made in the very beginning. And now I know that I just have the expectation that people on dating apps are going to come and go. And if they ghost you, they're probably not that interested. And yeah. you just got to move on. And, like, in an ideal scenario, you know, people would probably, like, let you know. I think if you've seen someone in person or you've like really been talking to them for a long time, you definitely owe them some kind of explanation as to like, you know, why you're like, just like explaining that you are not going to continue to see them, you know, instead of just ghosting them, especially if you've seen them and like gone on a date before. But like, in terms of just talking to people on dating apps, you know, I think you have to go in and not expect that much from people. Because you have to remember that people are being inundated with options among options. And like, sometimes you're just gonna fall through the cracks. Like, you just yeah. got to be a little bit okay with it. Yeah, you're also, you're, you're, uh, you're widening your group of people that you come into contact with when you go on a dating app. You know, I think in general in life, you're not, you're not meeting that many new people, especially in quarantine. Yeah. Like, Maya and I have been in pretty much full quarantine since the beginning of the school year. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, we live in LA, the outbreak was pretty bad here, and our, our roommates and I, we all came to kind of an agreement that that's what we would do and so now that we're reaching a point where we're we got both everyone in our house has a second dose so we're finally putting ourselves out there again and it's terrifying it's actually it's actually so stressful so dating apps is a great way to kind of minimize the stress because you're meeting new people one at a time yeah it's very controlled versus you know like we went to a party last weekend Crazy. And Soph and I were overwhelmed. We were like, oh my god, like, yeah. can, how do we talk to people? Yes. Like, <laughs> how do I talk? Literally, I... I how do you start a conversation with somebody in a it's, room? It's so, oh my gosh, talking to hot people, boy, girl, whatever, it's the, one of the hardest things Dude, in the world. I get so intimidated oh by god. everybody. Oh god. I, like, see all these hot women, I'm like, oh my god, I can't go yeah. up to them. I see hot guys, I'm like, I can't go up to them. Yeah, truly. Fuck! <laughs> I guess Maya and I will just talk to one another. Yeah. I guess. I guess we'll just saddle for each other. And I I feel like, honestly, social anxiety has not been something really prevalent in our lives. Yeah. Just because Maya and I are both, like, very outgoing, extroverted people. But this quarantine has hit us hard. Ooh, it hit us! right in the social anxiety bones. Because, yeah, I I don't think I've ever struggled that, that hard to to go up to a person and and strike a conversation even people I vaguely knew like I was still terrified of talking to just because I was like what if they think I'm weird they haven't seen me in like a year and a half what if they think I'm a different person what if they never liked me in the first place it's just uh it's a whole mess and I hope um I get over that yeah all right so to wrap things up let's hear consideration from Rihanna's album Auntie and this one's got SZA on it too Best song ever. All right. I come fluttering in for Neverland. Time can never stop me. No, 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 no. I know you try to. I come riding in on a pale white horse. And in your eyes, do less fortunate. I do advise you run in. Running out back when you're breaking it down for me. Cause I can't hear you. Do things my own way, 
slow, baby. What on that shit you running low lately? I needed you to please get my reflection a break from the face is seeing now. Ooh, darling, would you mind giving my reflection a break from the pain is feeling now? I got to do things my own way, darling. You should just let me when you ever respect me. No, do things my own way, darling. You should just let me. daily conversations wrapped up in a podcast yeah we just uh this is what we talk about 24 7 let us know guys if we should make this a daily thing we'll turn yeah let us know we'll just press we'll just press record in the morning the morning chats the evening chats that wouldn't be the afternoon chats call us call our daddy um yeah snm Um, best name guys, ever. Guys, that's best name ever. All right. Um, well, this is DJ Ditch Bitch. Thanks, Sophia, <laughs> for coming on the pod. I'll see you guys next week where I'm going to have my dad on. Oh my and we're going to talk about crushes. It's going to be hilarious. And I will be listening next door. All right. Um, 